Ladies and gents, welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast. We're talking about pre-E3 predictions. This episode, we're going to be talking about Nintendo. As always, I'm joined by Jordan. Hello, Jared. How are you? Doing well. Uh, we don't have Dom. We will have his predictions at the end of the show, uh, but he's not going to be Dom. joining us. Yeah, down a Dom. Uh, but this year's guest, Andrew Taylor. Welcome, Andrew. Hi. If you guys don't remember, he was on earlier in the year, uh, I would say... February-ish? March-ish? I don't remember. Yeah. Mm. I knew it was after the Resident Evil 2 remake came out because we wanted to talk about that. And yeah, I was yes. under the assumption that you were like a diehard Resident Evil guy for years, but then it turned out that you were newly in love yes. with the franchise. So, yeah. Um, but good to have you back. Thank uh, you. Raccoon City Radio, is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There we, we go. Love wrap that up in like towards the end of april i can't remember nice uh so, yeah if you plan on picking up the game even maybe closer to halloween uh definitely go check out that podcast because you guys do it kind of like book clubish, right where you guys were playing through like a section of the game and then you talk about it mm. yeah we were doing it in portions just because the game was cut up in three portions uh yeah. and technically there's two playthroughs so it was pretty much it was like six episodes and i think i think we ended with six episodes or because the second half of the game if that's what you want to call it is way shorter than the first half yeah um so then like our last episode was like a panel of some people from irrational passions um because alex o'neill was my co-host so we had a couple of like diehard resident evil fans on the podcast uh and so we just kind of like picked their brain about like what their thoughts and their experiences with the game were and, and everyone seemed to like universally love that game Awesome. Uh, this is yeah. your first year joining us for E3. Um, I think you're the, I was telling you this before we started recording, you're the only guest we have this year that wasn't somebody who had been on before, so it's always good to have fresh blood for our E3 predictions. Um, if you're not familiar, those listening, the way this works is we're going to be going over, um, for this episode of Nintendo, we're going to be talking about everything at last year's E3 Direct that hasn't come out yet or has some lingering questions. Then we're going to mm -hmm. be talking about everything that happened between last year's E3 and this year's E3 because Nintendo puts out so many directs and they have a, a lot of announcements that came out afterwards. So we're going to be talking about those. And then we're going to be ending with some lingering questions and speculation and finishing off with rapid fire questions for both Andrew and Jordan. So let's hop into it. So at last year's Nintendo E3 Direct, um, they let off with Damon X Machina, which is a, a mech game that um, since th that E3 presentation, they had a demo um, that people yeah. could play and enjoy. I never got around to it. Mech games have never really been something that has intrigued me. Um, I just, mm -hmm. I've never liked the gameplay. Like, I've tried them, but it just doesn't do anything for me. Um, yeah. Whether or not we're necessarily interested, do you guys think we finally get a release date? Because, you know, Nintendo doesn't tend to have a lot of long-running announcements in terms of them coming up multiple years except for maybe what we're going to see with Metroid now, <laughs> with it changing hands in developers. But um, how likely is it, do you guys think, that we finally get uh, a release date for Damon X Machina? It seems like this game's been around for a while. You know, we had the demo this year. What do you guys think? Yeah. Uh, I think more than likely, yeah. I'd say probably August sometime. That sounds right. Um, no, in terms of the game i haven't played the demo that's been out or anything like that i actually really like mech games but kind of word of mouth i heard some people were having not the greatest experience with it they said the controls were pretty clunky and that it just didn't really run very well so i'm hoping that 
from when the demo came out to now or you know release date whenever that is uh, I really hope that kind of got polished a little bit more and depending on what people think and reviews and all that kind of stuff I, I might be checking it out but I have a feeling August sounds right to me for some reason so who knows yeah, I mean, with the onslaught of, like, the fall releases, you would assume that a, a smaller game like this would try to come out earlier, right? August does yeah. seem... It does sound right. Uh, one thing I do remember is that when the demo came out, um, then his name's escaping me, but the game's... I think it was either the game's director or the lead producer um, basically said that he's hearing the feedback from people and they're going to be working on fixing things. So, okay. um, to me, it seems like maybe the demo wasn't necessarily uh, just for cosmetic and entertainment for people to like check it out and see if they're interested in buying the game when it comes out it seems like it was more of let's get this into people's hands see what they don't like and do like and we can fix it because i know this game is like huge it seems like a smaller mm -hmm. scope game so maybe the the reiteration process of fixing and tweaking things and maybe working on the controls like you said that people had issues with maybe that was their focus um yeah, yeah it's the game, like, I think it presented itself well. Like, I think the trailer was cool. Obviously, with those mech games, it can sometimes, depending on how much they zoom into the trailers with their cuts, you can get a little lost in it, right? Because <laughs> it's just, like, yeah, a lot so, of moving yeah. metal parts. Yeah, um, yeah I don't like know the Transformers if movie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I can't, I can't say exactly because I've actually never seen any of them, but I've heard uh, from people that it well, is that way. Just they're very metal. in your face, so, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, anything to say about Damon X Machina, Jordan, before we move on? I do love Max. I guess I can say that much. It looks, <laughs> you know, it looks cool enough. Yeah, I think a uh, price point for this will be really important too to see where it lands. You know, yeah. See if they sure. try to try to release it at a high price point. Hopefully, it's a little bit lower so people can have the opportunity to dive in. Um, yeah. Next up, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. So this is the first Fire Emblem game that's going to be launching on the Nintendo Switch uh, in a direct. Um, sometime between, I mean, there's so many of them, it's hard to track down which one it was specifically. But between last year and this year, there was the direct that kind of showed off um, its Hogwarts-style-esque uh, theme, where yes. there are these mm -hmm. kids in this castle. Um, obviously, has traditional Fire Emblem gameplay. The Three Houses is named after the Three Houses in the game. Um, they haven't given too many details, but it seems like you're going to be choosing which one to side with other Three Houses. Mm -hmm. um, it's... This game is tough because, so we have, which we'll get to later, we have Super Mario Maker 2 coming out in June, and then July, uh, man, the name escapes me, there's there's another game coming out in July for the Nintendo Switch. With Fire Emblem Three Houses, it's one of those games that, if it reviews very well, I think I'll be interested in, I'm just cautiously optimistic because it doesn't... With the amount of enemies that are on screen, it has a tendency that it can clunk, and, you know, with its showcase... Mm. It didn't necessarily show that it was running at optimal performance. Um, mm, it did seem yeah. a little framey. Um, obviously, those things can be cleared up within the year um, as we're approaching its release. But with it releasing July 26th, what do you guys think they need to show people um, to sell them on it that aren't necessarily sold? Because they do have the diehard Fire Emblem fans already locked in, right? But the people who are on the fence, um, you know, people like me or maybe uh, Jordan... I don't know, Andrew, where you fall on the Fire Emblem uh, spectrum in terms of being a yeah. fan of the series. Yeah. What do, what do you guys think they need to show this year to sell people on it? Because Fire Emblem is it sells well, but it isn't the Mario's, the Zelda's, even the Metroid's to some extent. Like, what do you guys think Fire Emblem needs to do to sell people on <clears throat> Three Houses? 
Um, so I fall on the spectrum of I am actually like a diehard uh, Fire Emblem play- fan. Awesome. Uh, like I played the OG ones on Game Boy Advance, and that was actually my first uh, Fire Emblem on the Game Boy Advance is my first RPG ever. Oh wow! Um, yeah. So like I. I'm very excited for this game, so like I don't even really need to see any more for me to purchase it. But now, in terms of <clears throat> people that you know are on the fence, like you were talking about, I think what they probably need to do is is kind of do. You know how sometimes when they show Nintendo does this, and I appreciate that they do this, but sometimes when they're showing games, they kind of have like a mini direct for the game when they're talking about it, like. Yeah, you know, during mm. one of their conference, and they kind of did this last year with with this game in particular, but it was more like story based, and so it was kind of like okay, like that's fine, like, but like let's kind of get down to the mechanics, let's kind of get down to the minutia of like how this game is gonna work, and yeah. I, I think I was sold on the fact that I, I I'm actually like a new Harry Potter fan, like I didn't grow up with oh, Harry wow. Potter. Uh, so like I'm actually reading the books for the first time. So the fact that like wow. you're taking Harry Potter and mixing it in with something else that I'm like in love with, which is Fire Emblem, and mixing them together is like very exciting for me. So if you can kind of give <laughs> a little bit more context on like not just the the you know the story wise of everything, but you gotta give you know like is there going to be consequences like do you, do you have like choices and stuff like that um you know when it comes to like picking a house um are there going to be like dialogue choices or you know what i mean like just kind of get more in depth versus like this is what our game looks like it's going to look really pretty um but yeah no i hope that within the last year they've gotten down to the the nitty gritty when it comes to like tightening up up frame issues and and things like that. Um, I I personally think that a lot of the Fire Emblem games have always reviewed well. Um, I don't think I've seen a Fire Emblem game like get a bad review. And like when I say bad, I mean like below six. Um, I think there was one Fire Emblem game on the 3DS uh, not not awakening or uh, revelations or whatever. Um, it was like kind of like a spinoff, um, and I don't think it got reviewed very well. But um, other than that, I, I think like most Fire Emblem games kind of do what they need to do in terms of like sales. Um, and and like I said before, like diehard fans like me are gonna be day one purchase. So yeah, yeah. It's it's funny because so I like Fire Emblem as well, but. I wouldn't consider myself a diehard, not from the perspective of me not wanting to play the games, but just being like, like sold automatically, you know. Absolutely. Um, and with this game, I am leaning towards definitely getting it um, at launch. I do like the aspect of the Harry Potter esque story. It's absolutely. It's crazy that you're experiencing Harry Potter for the first time. It's kind of like <laughs> I'm jealous a little bit, you know, that you yeah, experience. Like, it how is that? Real quick. It, it's uh. It's amazing. Like, so I don't want to get into it very much or anything like that, but I grew up in a very, like, religious family. Got it. And so I kind of had to, (laughs) once I moved away from home in 2012, like, obviously I'm able to kind of have a little bit more, you know, be free and things like that. And when when you finally realize as an adult, like, oh, there's some things, like, when I was a kid that everyone talks about that I never got to experience. And and it's funny that... um, 
I actually, I actually, I've saw all the Harry Potter films like when I was living at home. I would just like go to a friend's house and like watch them. So like that was my that was my initial Harry Potter experience. It was never the books, um, but like I think the books are absolutely amazing. Like in terms of world building and characterizations and all that kind of stuff. Like it's pretty much everything I would have been into as a kid. Um, yeah. So I'm glad that I'm finally experiencing it now versus like never yeah. experiencing it at all. Um, yeah, sure. I, I definitely don't think it's a uh, almost like a disadvantage to read it first time as an adult. I think they are uh, good books no matter. Yeah, they're like the first couple books are definitely like very kid orientated. Uh, right. But like once you finally get to like Prisoner of Azkaban and like especially Goblet of Fire. Like, it's definitely on the side of more mature, like, young adult, that kind of thing. She did um, a jo- good job of aging the series as her audience aged, which is really solid. Yeah, yeah, she did a really good job with that. So, I'm actually, like, right now I'm at the, probably the first third of uh, Order of Phoenix. So, oh, nice. Word. Yeah. So, like, I still have, like, a ways to go. Yeah. So, uh, next up, let's talk about uh, Killer Queen Black, which is... Um, nice. A title that if people, if you're somebody who frequents like real arcades, uh, you would have known about this game before it got announced uh, for the digital space. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a game that people love. It's it's hard to explain. So it's essentially it's an arcade game where there's I I think it's up to eight playable playable uh, characters, and there's it's a versus game, and there's multiple ways to win. Um, there's like a traditional scoring system. There's like a death system. And then the one that I found most intriguing was there's a snail on the bottom of the screen, and if your character, as a character, if you hop on its back, it'll start riding in the opposite direction from where your team is set. So you want to try to ride him to the uh, the other team's goal, and if you do that, you nice. win. Um, but obviously, you're susceptible to being attacked while riding it. So there's mm-hmm. like multiple yeah. ways to win the game, which is really cool. Um, this has been like a mainstay at arcades. People like love this thing. Apparently, it gets like crazy lines, and people. It's just one of those of those games, especially if it's like a bar arcade, where a bunch of grown adults gather around and they can't stop playing it. And yeah. people lost their mind when this was announced that it was coming to, um, you know, the home console space. It's set for a Q3 2019 release. Um, it's it's one of those games that I would assume had a release date by now. Uh, I don't know if either of you guys are interested in this game. I'm not uh, really into it myself, just because it having eight people to play with. Uh, you know, Nintendo isn't necessarily known for their online infrastructure and having great connections. It just isn't something that captures my attention necessarily um, mm-hmm. from wanting to purchase it. But it does look really cool. Do you guys think we get a solid release date? Um, my assumption is probably July-ish. Maybe that was the game I was su- assuming when I was talking about Fire Emblem as well. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just want to know where you guys sit with. Killer Queen Black because it is its own unique thing, right? It's a, a traditional arcade game that's made its way over, and um, I want to know how you guys think it'll do, and if you're interested in it or not. Yeah, um, yeah. I, this is actually the first time I've seen this game, uh, so oh. I actually didn't even know this was a thing. Uh, it looks very much like Joust. Um, Ooh, good call. That game. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I. It looks cool, but then again jared like you said nintendo when it comes to like online functionality and playing with your friends and it really works out very well so i mean you might have to just sit on it and see kind of like what people think um once again like word of mouth um 
but yeah, no, I like the art style. You know, I can definitely dig that. Um, I don't know too much about like exactly what the objective of the game is, but um, I, I appreciate that they're putting something out like this. You know, at least trying to maybe get people to play together. Um, but like like we said before, Nintendo's not known for their amazing online functionality. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know if you had anything to say about Killer Queen Black, uh, Jordan. I was just gonna say that uh, it's it's funny because it is so chaotic because there is multiple ways to win. That uh, I could just imagine them having a trailer where they don't even really mention online, but they're like, grab a Joy Cons and you know play locally, uh, yeah. which would be insane. Everyone were holding a little Joy Con. So, you know, controller uh, connection issues aside, I do like playing my Switch uh, couch co-op style. Uh, with some buddies here in the room. Obviously, I'm not super into online multiplayer, but I do think that um, probably not day one, but uh, you know, maybe some someday down the road, especially if it's on sale, um, I could see myself picking this guy up and giving it a try because uh, from the gameplay I have watched, it does look fun, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it will be right at home on the Switch. I hope this finds, like, the Towerfall audience where it is a lot of, you know, friends gathering together at somebody's house and wanting to pick up and play something and you can just hop in. Um, Yeah, Yeah. it's it's one of those games, too, uh, like I said with Damon X Machina, that the price point, I think, will say a lot in terms of how successful it is at launch with its sales because there is the question marks of Nintendo's online infrastructure. We'll have to see. Um, One game there is no questions on. Um, I don't know, Andrew, if you ever played Hollow Knight. Um... Yeah. Yeah. So last year we got the announcement at E3 um, with Nintendo's Direct that Hollow Knight was finally coming to Switch. Uh, we had been waiting for a while for this. Uh, I came out on PC during our podcast. I talked about it and I said I played through a couple of hours and I really <coughs> enjoyed it, but I didn't want to advance anymore because I wanted to wait for it to come to Switch. Then it came. All three of us bought it and have enjoyed it. I think Dom's the only one that has gone around to beating it. There's a lot of content in the game, so there's a lot yeah. to go through. Um, well, since then, we've gotten the announcement of Silk Song, which seemed like it was shaping up to be uh, a piece of DLC or maybe an expansion, and now it's a full-fledged sequel to Hollow Knight. It's going to be starring Hornet, who's one of the characters you meet in the first Hollow Knight game. Mm. Um, the tough thing with this is that we don't know necessarily where it falls in development because studios tend to announce things at different periods, right? So they could be close to the end of the development, they could be somewhere in the middle, they could be towards the beginning... Um, with Team Cherry, it seemed like they were somewhere in the middle. Um, they're, they're a small studio. It's pretty much three guys. It's the the developer, the artist, and then the the guy that they have make the music for the game, who isn't necessarily part of Team Cherry. It's more like a like a oh partnership kind of deal. The music, though. The music. Yeah, it's so good. Um, I just want to know uh, from you guys if you're if if you guys think we'll see Silk Song or if it's a little bit too early and. Mm. Um, if there's any chance we get a release date. Sure. Yeah. What do you guys think yeah. about that? I, I think, uh, well, first of all, Hollow Knight's basically my Dark Souls. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I don't want to say, like, I'm not into Dark Souls, but, like, I just, it, it's very frustrating. Um, and I'm one of those people that gets frustrated kind of easily when it comes to, like, really hard video games. Um, I know that Dark, Dark Souls can definitely teach you patience, but... Uh, Hollow Knight is is difficult in and of itself as well, um, and so like I I had the game, uh, and I've been playing it on my Switch. Uh, kind of like one of those things where like you come back to it, 
and you don't yeah. try to binge it too much just because I don't want to get frustrated with the game. Um, now, in terms of like Silk Song, I think uh, from the time that we saw it last to the to now, I, I definitely think there's a chance we see it at, at E3, and maybe like maybe like an October release. You know, who knows? You know, like, like you were saying before, like it was developed as it was going to be developed as DLC to like Vanilla Hollow Knight. Um, but there's there's possibly a chance that you know within the last year that they've gotten a lot of it done. So who knows? I I, I I'm gonna make a prediction, I guess now, and just say maybe October. <laughs> uh, to your to your point of playing it here and there, have you ran into Horny yet? Have you met her? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I yeah. So you're familiar with the character? Cool. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, I know me and you haven't finished Hollow Knight yet, and maybe a release date will light the fire under us to maybe go back and play a little bit more. Not necessarily have to finish it, but at least hop back into Hollow Knight. Um, what do you think about a release date? Do you think uh, Andrew's October uh, prediction is is likely, or do you think we get more of like a 2020 release window? Yeah, it is tough for these guys because it's such a small team. I feel like... Tw- have they said anything about 2019, Jaren? No, but they 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 the, the tough thing is they didn't make a case as to how far along it is. So we don't know like uh, what Andrew was talking about it being an expansion. We don't know how soon after the release of Hollow Knight they started on this, right? Right. So right. it could have been in development for a while and then it just kind of expanded. So instead of it coming out maybe last year as a DLC for Hollow Knight, it expanded and it comes out this year or next year as a full-on sequel. We just don't know how far along they yeah. were. So I'm going to give you a little bonus prediction here. <laughs> I think that regardless of what is said, I think that this game will end up coming out next year in 2020. So just because they they seem like a team that appreciates polish, but at the same time they are not a bunch of dudes or uh, dudettes working real hard over there. They're just a couple of them working real hard. So... Um, you can only pump out so much uh, with that sort of manpower. And I think um, I'm almost saying 2020, hoping that they don't, you know, like work themselves to death. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, or maybe but, they do. Yeah. They're optimistic about it coming out this year and then they have a delay or something. You never know. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next game on the list, I don't think we're going to have too much to say about it. You guys might have even forgot that this game existed. Uh, Ninjala. It was that Splatoon-esque multiplayer action game. That the was Ninjago spinoff. <laughs> it featured like bubblegum. It was essentially Splatoon, but instead of ink, it's bubblegum. It's developed okay. by Gung Ho. Nothing crazy to say. Uh, it was actually planned for last year, and then it kind of went dark. Um, mm. Yeah, I I think obviously the reason Nintendo wanted it as a part of their showcase, maybe the Gung Ho guys wanted it, is because it does feel a lot like Splatoon, at least from the trailer we saw. So in the meantime, between 2 and 3 for Splatoon... It gives those fans something similar, right? Um, sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we have anything to say or you guys just want to move on. I just <laughs> nothing much there. I actually I haven't say, seen this game. Yes, it was it was I featured like, in the direct, but it was very short, yeah. and you could have easily forgot about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I but forgot about it until I, usually, I was rewatching. There's plenty of games that I forget about, but you know, if you talk to me about it enough, I can kind of muster up a memory and. And think about it if I know I saw that direct. But this one is just, I'm not even... Yeah. I love the art style. In the realm. 
Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, I'm not a Splatoon guy, but I know that, you know, people who are kind of into that aesthetic, um, I think it, it, this game could capture um, their interest in the meantime. It looks, mm -hmm. it doesn't look bad. I'm just saying there's not a lot to go off of. So it's like, you know, none of us really even remembered it existing. Um, I forgot about it. And then when I was doing research for the show, I was rewatching the direct from last year's E3. And I was like, Ninjala? I don't even remember this, you know, so... It happens. Wow, I do not remember this at all, and this could not be a more faithful ripoff of Splatoon if I ever saw <laughs> one myself. Yeah. Holy gosh, I mean, like, like I, I got, think I... you could probably make a case for plagiarism here. Well, I mean, Ninjala uh, is featured by Nintendo, so maybe it's like, hey, we get yeah. what you're doing, we definitely want to showcase that. It's like, hey, I got an idea, let's do Splatoon. But with bubble gum, you know, it pops the That's same, has wild. the same kind of shape when you do like artistic representations of it. It looks like a spinoff. Yeah. Like, the art yeah. style is close enough. You can convince me it's an official spinoff. So yeah. let's talk about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate real quick. Um, we got the release of Joker. Everyone's anticipating that we mm. see the reveal of the second DLC character. Obviously, if you if one of your predictions relates to this, definitely save that for the end when we get to predictions. But uh, I just want to know from you guys, how likely is it that we do see the reveal of this second DLC character? And um, it's almost guaranteed we'll probably see some type of eSports segment, right? Because Nintendo tends to have tournaments based around their big titles around E3. So yeah. um, do you guys think that gets the eSports stuff gets mentioned during the Direct? And what about the second DLC character? What do you feel about that popping up? I, I think the second DLC character will probably be teased. But I think maybe the full reveal would happen during like a Smash Bros. Direct. Okay. Because uh, I know that they still do those. Uh, in terms of like the esports stuff, I think they'll definitely probably get into a little bit of that. Uh, and I, I kind of feel like, you know how like Nintendo does this thing where uh, they're like, and we have one more thing for you or, you know, that like that sort of thing? Yeah. I, I, I feel like this will be touched on for literally maybe 15 seconds. And then they'll just move on to the next thing because they do that sometimes where they talk about a game for just the shortest amount of time possible. Just uh, so they can check the box saying, they yeah, like, it. hey, all right, we're good. Like we talked about it. And then it'll be like, well, you know, we'll see you here in the fall or whatever. And it's like a Smash Bros. director. I don't know. Well, the crazy I thing is this is the first direct we'll have without uh, Reggie. So it's yeah. going to be interesting to see if Bowser shows up. Uh, yes, oh my Doug Bowser. God. Um, Thinking specifically about like his E three directs where he's in these like weird green screen <laughs> houses, fake areas, <laughs> yeah. and then he's like doing this weird like beat poetry type shit. Like, what is play? What is fun? Why do we game? You know, you, you, we can almost guarantee that we're gonna get a Doug Bowser Bowser pun during the E three direct. Oh boy! Oh, it's Bowser, oh, and they're boy. gonna. It's gonna be like, oh, there's Bowser, and it's gonna be like the Bowser sound effect of him walking, and then Doug Bowser's just gonna walk on screen. It's gonna be like, oh, you thought That's, it was the other guy? It's like a ninety percent <laughs> chance of that exact situation happening. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so that's it for last year's direct. You know, in terms of E3, Nintendo usually has the shortest ones with the least amount of games. Uh, so there wasn't a lot to go through in terms of stuff that hadn't already released or had interesting follow-up questions. But with the directs, they tend to release a lot of them throughout the course of a year. And since last year's E3 direct, we've had multiple directs showing off numerous new games. And we're going to go through some of those. Some more interesting than others. The first one, Luigi's Mansion 3, 
Obviously, this is the third game in, in the series. Uh, first one coming to... Well, actually, no. It's going to be the second one coming to Switch, right? No, never mind. I'm thinking of the... There was the remaster GameCube, that came out on 3DS. But then they Switch. relaunched... Yeah, so I guess both of the first two games are currently on 3DS, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, so what, it that's what it is. There's the OG Luigi's Mansion, and then there's Dark Moon. Dark Moon is yeah. the sequel to the first one. Right? 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 Or was yeah, it correct. Luigi's Okay. No, you're right. Yeah. I was just I couldn't remember if Lu the first Luigi's Mansion came to Switch or if it came to 3DS, but it, it did come to 3DS. It didn't come. Yeah, to it came to 3DS after Classic. Dark. Yeah. yeah, so it doesn't have a release date yet. I hope that it gets an October release date. My only worry is I don't know if it's 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 of two coins, right? So it's like I don't know if it's a big enough game to survive in October. Then again, it's just on Switch, so who cares? And we've seen that. Like you can, re it's just on Switch, and it, it it kind of exists on its own, right? And we've seen games sell on Switch, so I think it'd be fine. I would love personally. I would really love an October release date for this. Get you in the Halloween mood. Mm -hmm. um, if I had a prediction, I would say Luigi's Mansion comes out in October. Um, I've never played the first two games. Obviously, I know they're beloved. It's just I never yeah. got around to it on GameCube, and then on 3DS, I my 3DS was pretty much just my Pokemon machine, you know. And like Mario, 2D Mario games, um, so I never got around to playing so, them. That's why I was hopeful yeah, that maybe they would come to Switch as like a package. The first two. That's the weird thing is that instead of bringing the 3DS version and the GameCube version to Switch, they put the they made sure that you could go play them both on your 3DS, which is totally backwards. So it's like, I wish that you know we had this almost like collection they have going over there on the switch but yeah well yeah. here's one thing you have to remember is that nintendo will never do what you want them to do exactly <laughs> um and it Bingo. sucks because i agree with you jordan like i think that i think the i think like having a luigi's mansion remastered on switch would be like amazing um yeah. i think it would be i think it'd be a good call to have that um and, and this kind of goes in the same way of uh metroid samus returns a lot of people were really pissed off that it was only coming to, to the 3DS and, you know, why not put this 3D, 2D, you know, environment uh, Metroid game on the Switch. Like, it kind of is a no-brainer. So, yeah. you know, a lot of people... Uh, Nintendo just doesn't do what you want them to do. And they, they still have they faith don't, in the 3DS. They just don't want to make those, like, assets that they made for the 3DS able to blow up on your giant big screen for the switch you know that would yeah. be too much work for them i think yeah, yeah probably um before we move on to the next game what do you guys think about an october release i think it's likely certainly yeah, yeah. we would all Maybe like that September. right would it yeah. like a, a late october right before halloween that'd be that'd be yeah. sweet i i played dark moon i didn't play the og like luigi's mansion i considered getting it on 3ds uh, but I, I played Dark Moon and I, I really love Dark Moon. It's it's just Mario Ghostbusters basically. Hell yeah. And with yeah. the either the uh, on a separate note, the Ghostbusters uh, video game remaster coming out, uh, and it's also coming to Switch, I believe. So there oh, you'll really? have two you'll have I'm pretty sure I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure during that announcement they said Xbox One, PS four and Switch. Um, if memory yeah. serves me correct. I could be wrong. But if it is the case, then you'll have two Ghostbusters games uh, this year, which is really cool. Uh, next up, this is another game that people may have forgotten about. Um, game Freak, obviously the co-developers of uh, the Pokemon games alongside Creature, mm. they showed off this RPG called Town. 
Now the hook of this game is that it takes place entirely in one town. So it's a JRPG that takes place entirely in a single town. Um, what I want to ask you guys is, do we assume it's a smaller scope price game because you know Game Freak does focus on the Pokemon titles because they're their big breadwinner. Um, do you think this is just maybe a side project, like a palate cleanser for them, and we shouldn't expect anything like drastic, like the JRPGs we're used to that are, you know, eighty to one hundred hours? Do you think this is maybe a smaller scope, smaller price title? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I and, and the funny thing is, <clears throat> I actually completely forgot about this game, uh, <laughs> but now that we're talking about it, I do remember them, you know, showing it off a little bit. But yeah, I really. I really don't know. <laughs> I wonder what they're going to do with it. You know, like it, maybe if it's just one of those things that they put out and don't really market it very much. Um, yeah. But say like, oh, yeah, this game that you remember that we talked about it like a really long time ago. Yeah, it's out now. So you can go play it. Like, I don't know. Man, it's it's one of those games that like I could care less about if I'm being perfectly honest. But if I'm thinking about the developers, if you're Game Freak, and they've released games that aren't Pokemon before, and I do think the reason they do that is because you work on the same franchise for so long, it does get tiresome, right? So I do think they're, like, afforded these smaller projects, whether they sell as well, which they don't, as because mm-hmm. nothing does, as Pokemon, or they're as good. Um, it's just, I'm glad for the developers that they have this type of opportunity to work on something that isn't Pokemon. Um, yeah. I hope because it, we assume it has a smaller scope, I hope it's priced correctly too. I know that's a theme that's been coming up, but Nintendo is a company that tends to, and obviously they're not in charge of Game Freak's Game Town, but they have a tendency to have games at prices that don't make sense. Um, the Is it Tokyo RPG Factory that had their, their uh, was it I Am Setsuna? That was like 60 bucks? Yeah. 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 It's, it was it's, 50, yeah, or... I don't know, Setsuna was 40, and then uh, Lost Sphere was 50. Lost yeah. Sphere, that's what it was, yeah. Also, Town is a working title, by the way, which I didn't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, the thing is, is like, you know, Project Octopath Traveler was a working title, and they just kept Octopath Traveler. So Yeah, I could see it being called Town, <laughs> town for sure. Yeah, uh, I hope it changes the name, but it could easily just be called Town. The Town RPG. Uh now, Next the up. most important question, Jared, real quick. Is the Game Freak logo a surfboard? That's what uh, I've always wondered. I've always seen it as that. Because Looks like in, a surfboard to me. In Pokemon Yellow, the logo changes to have Pikachu riding it, doesn't it? I don't know about that. That sounds pretty interesting to me. That's like a childhood memory that I don't know if I, like re-engineered into my brain of existing or if it actually was the case you know it's just one of those things i remember and i'm like oh yeah that did happen but it could be just my dumb childhood brain um anyways there was another game that was announced towards the end of last year uh animal crossing we had this weird trolley meme-ish announcement of animal crossing during the reveal of isabel for sorry to interrupt but pikachu does ride a surfboard in the pokemon yellow startup I'm not necessarily sure if it's like confirmed the, the game surfboard, logo, but <laughs> yeah. but your memory of him riding a surfboard, well, he or she or it riding a surfboard is correct. Here. Is correct. Uh, so Animal Crossing, we got the reveal after Isabel was announced for Animal Crossing. I'm sorry for Smash Brothers, uh, Isabel for Animal Crossing, um, and we had the weird thing where it was like Tom Nook in his office and he's like, "Oh, you're still here." 
let me show you something that should get you excited, yada, yada, yada. And it was basically them being like, hey, Animal Crossing for 2019. And that was pretty much it. There was no gameplay. It was literally just the title of the game that is coming out in 2019. It was one of those, it reminds me a lot of the Elder Scrolls and uh, Starfield announcements for Bethesda were like, hey, stop asking about it. We're working on it. Obviously, this is a lot closer in terms of release. If this is still intended to come out in 2019, my assumption, and you guys can let me know if you agree or disagree, is that with a game with like Animal Crossing that is centered around holidays and events on the calendar, that this, at the very worst, needs to come out before Thanksgiving, right? To me, that just makes sense. Uh, I, would, I would love if it came out before Halloween as well. It just, this Wait, is a so game... D- you're saying we're like actual Thanksgiving time. There's like an event in game. Yeah, that's how uh, the Animal Crossing games have been. So when Halloween happens, uh, you know, every all the people in the city that you're in have decorations for Halloween and they dress up in costumes. During Christmas, right. it snows and you have uh, Christmas trees and you have all this stuff in game that kind of mimics the real world holidays. And it's a game that's predicated on you checking in throughout the year um, and right. having these special events. So it, it would make most sense for Animal Crossing to come out before any of those major holidays happened. So I would yeah. I would hope August um, also to get out of the way of the big major titles. Do you guys think this game is still coming out in 2019 since we haven't seen anything? Uh, second <laughs> question with you know, people thought Pokemon was going to be the main uh, attraction for the Direct and for their E3. Pokemon always does its own thing. People kind of had weird assumptions about that. My my thinking now is it's either Animal Crossing or a different Nintendo title that'll be the showcase. Where do you guys see with Animal Crossing? Is it still coming out in 2019? Let me know. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, I know a lot of people are are very excited about animal crossing coming to switch but i mean the fact that we haven't seen anything is kind of weird yeah uh, and a little sketchy but i I don't i don't think that nintendo would put out an animal crossing game and have it not be finished uh i I feel like nintendo is very good about making sure things are finished and like working to the best of their ability before ever putting them out and i always kind of tip my well, hat to them for doing well that. even a date right like think of the, what's the yeah. last nintendo first party game that was delayed yeah it's, yeah it's really hard to even try well, to think about yeah. breath of the wild right consider metroid prime 4 i don't well, know not uh, after like a date i guess but no i yeah. wouldn't say a date but like we know it's delayed technically because it's restarting development right so <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and that's huge from nintendo by the way like oh yeah yeah, Th- that yeah, game must have weird. been rough for them to yeah. go through that. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing about not seeing anything uh, yet from Animal Crossing. So th- I'm trying to think, what are you going to show of Animal Crossing? That's a very you know, valid. You don't want to show yeah. it too many times. <laughs> it's like if you show it multiple times before it comes out, people are might get around to the point of saying, like, this is just boring because. From what I've heard, I haven't played the games. It seems like that's a very kind of like intimate and personal experience that might be best um, out in the wild, just hearing about it word of mouth and people kind of showing it to you. They they yeah. don't do well in trailers because they are very slow-paced games that you experience. And the, so the beauty of Animal Crossing for me is it's a lot different than most other games. 
it's literally the game that gives me an excuse to turn on my Switch every day, right? So it's, I had it for GameCube, I loved Animal Crossing, and it was a reason for me to, to turn on that console and check in every day. And every day there wasn't something new, some days I'd hop on for five minutes, other days I'd hop on for an hour, it just depended on what was going on. And because it is so tied to events and things happening, and your interpersonal relationships with other animals, it doesn't necessarily show well in a trailer, so I could understand why they're like, hey, let's just show the title. We'll give them first gameplay and stuff at E3 and then it releases a couple months later because, to your point, Jordan, it is a game you don't want to show a lot because it just isn't exciting. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It just isn't what Animal Crossing is, you know? You aren't going to get hype for an Animal Crossing where somebody's slowly walking across the city to go meet up with their friend to trade their bananas for their peaches, you know? It isn't that type of uh, property. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't be gotcha. surprised if we get the gameplay and then we also get a, a release date in you know, three or four months. It wouldn't shock me. Um, this is going to, I think it's going to be a good game for the Switch too because unlike, you know, Breath of the Wild or Mario or even Fire Emblem Three Houses, all of those games have beginnings and ends and when you're done with them, yeah, you'll come back for a second playthrough maybe sometime, but Animal Crossing is this persistent thing where there really isn't ever a game over. Um, so there always is a reason if you ever get interested to go back. Um, I just think it's going to be good for the health of the switch in the long term and its longevity in terms of having people having people have a reason to go back to it often so you know in between yeah. major releases interested to see what happens next up a game that does have a release date it's coming out relatively soon super mario maker 2 uh, this is coming out june 28th uh the recent direct that they had showcased what's new and they also showed why non-builders should hop in right so the game's focused on you building your own Mario levels and showcasing them to the community and the community playing them. And there's people who aren't necessarily interested in any of that and they just want Nintendo-crafted Mario levels. Well, this game will have that. Uh, it'll have uh, over 100 Nintendo-crafted levels for its own story mode. And the story mode centers around you rebuilding Peach's castle. Now, people were worried that it was the type of thing where you would unlock pieces and then you'd have to build the castle yourself. That's not what it is. It's essentially you playing through levels and unlocking parts of the castle that it builds itself. Um, so it gives it gives a reason for people who aren't interested in any of the building to purchase the game outside of in being going into the online features. I'm really excited about this. I'm somebody who I love the creative aspect of it. I think the 100 Nintendo crafted levels add value. I'm excited about both of those things. Is there anything else they need to show for Super Mario Maker 2? I mean, they already had the direct I'm assuming we're just going to get a promotional trailer, right? Like, hey, remember, this game's coming out in a couple of weeks. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably what they'll do is they've already sh kind of shown what they've needed to shown for people to be excited about it. Uh, it'll probably fall under the category of one of their really quick, like, <laughs> What you said seconds. earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> just because, like, yeah. I, you know, you have a lot of eyes on E3, right? <laughs> so the fact if you can do like a 15 second or 30 second like trailer or whatever you want to call it, that'll probably be enough for people to remember that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to pick that up in a week or two weeks or whatever. My hope is that we see uh, some custom Joy-Cons, some like yellow ones, like the Mario Maker yellow or maybe a yellow and a red one, you know, for like mm. some kind of bundle. That'd be really dope. But I think you're spot on. I think we're going to get the 15 second Mario Maker 2 coming out June 28th, you know, that's yeah. pretty much it. Because they had the direct, so there's like, what's the point of showing anything else, you know? Yeah, uh, there's no point. 
another game that's coming. This is the game. So I thought it was. I thought it was. Uh, what was it? The other game that was coming out maybe at the end of uh, Killer Cream Black. The game I was thinking about when I was talking about um, Fire Emblem was Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three. So that comes out July nineteenth, which mm-hmm. is a week before uh, Fire Emblem. And that was the game I was talking about of which one to buy, right? Because they both look really cool. Obviously, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is the return of the Ultimate Alliance franchise. Uh, this game wouldn't exist without Nintendo. Marvel essentially said that, that they kind of funded this project and wanted it to be a Nintendo Switch exclusive. Um, are you guys excited about this game? They've shown gameplay. Game Informers had a lot of gameplay about the game. Um, do you think they need to show more? What do we expect to see? Um... From a marketing standpoint, I personally haven't seen a lot uh, besides like what we got last year, uh, the reveal. Uh, so maybe I need to check out that Game Informer gameplay because I know that they do that a lot. Um, I'm already sold. I'm a huge Marvel Ultimate Alliance fan. Uh, I beat the first two games like back in the day. I think, what was it, 360? Yeah. Uh, Xbox 360. Yeah. Um, so like I'm already sold on it. And the fact that it's a uh, Switch exclusive is also pretty cool um and anyway to support this game i think that's kind of like the route i'm going down um so yeah i don't i don't know i maybe we need to see like has does nintendo ever do that where they kind of play like they do like what uh sony or xbox does xbox does where they play out a level or like a portion of a level like only during the treehouse like after the direct they'll have a treehouse where they do that but rarely during the direct do they have like live gameplay or like an extended gameplay demo because it's always like it's always nintendo always wants to focus on the announcement side of things yeah it's like oh this is the gameplay you know what i mean uh so yeah maybe we'll see that like maybe the gameplay will be if they do like a treehouse-esque thing at the end of their conference uh maybe we'll see gameplay for this just to make sure that people are remember that this game is coming out. Uh, but maybe they'll kind of talk a little bit more about like customization stuff or maybe what the story is or something like that, just to like give people something to chew on uh, before the game comes out. So the roster they showed, I don't remember seeing Deadpool and I don't remember seeing the Fantastic Four. Obviously there was Wolverine and there was a couple of other mutants. It would be cool if they showed maybe, you know, Marvel's First Family or if they showed, like, Deadpool or something. But Deadpool doesn't seem like a Nintendo thing, so I doubt oh, we see he's him. Oh, he's in the game. Yeah, he's in the game. Okay, I didn't. I don't remember yeah. seeing him during the the reveal when they had, like, the big uh, character lineup picture. Yeah. I just might have just forgot him. I was yeah. trying to remember now, who was in it. This, of course, Jared, is one of... Uh, Nintendo's more kind of everybody E for everyone games, but remember they have been uh, they should opening up. I would say, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they've been opening up quite a bit with the as far as the Switch's library goes in uh, M rated games. So, yeah, I mean we have Doom, we have Dark Souls. Yeah, you're right, and they've shown both of those during their directs. So Resident I shouldn't be too surprised if they Evil. leaned into it. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm really excited to see more of this game. Uh, it's. I'm. I love Ultimate Alliance too, Andrew. I'm like you. I played the the first two back in the day. With this one, it, I'm not sure if I'm gonna get it at launch. I know I'll eventually get it. I want to mm. see something that's like 
oh, that's the reason I need to buy at launch. Because to your point, there hasn't been a whole lot of marketing. The reason I've seen stuff is it's Game Informer. That's not necessarily like general wide audience marketing, right? That's like specified, yeah. hey, you're a fan of Game Informer or a fan enough of this game to go seek out that stuff. So I do think they need a big marketing push, and they probably will. It's Marvel. They'll put a budget behind it. Um, yeah, I'm, do we have a price point on this game by any chance? Do either of you know? 50 bucks, I'd say. Oh, like a bucks? guess? No, it is 60 yeah. because um, when we talked about the voucher, I checked. Oh. Okay, yeah, so it's true. it's 50 the you said? The voucher to get the... No, it's 60. 60? That doesn't worry me too much. I, I just hope that it... Because Ultimate Alliance games aren't necessarily super long, if memory serves me correct. So... Right. Yeah. It's... I hope it reviews very well. Uh, it's one of those games that I'm not expecting it to be some like grand AAA experience. I kind of know what it's going to be, and that's fine. So we'll see what happens when we inch closer to release. Um, Bayonetta 3. Uh, speaking of mature games, uh, this game has kind of gone quiet since we first saw it. Uh, obviously, this is another game that only exists because of Nintendo. What do you guys think? Uh, not too much for me on this. Uh, will we see it again at, at this year's E3? Do we Should we expect... Any kind of release window at all because it's been so long since we heard of its announcement. Um, possibly. Uh, yeah, that's. But yeah, Bayonetta three is such a weird thing to talk about just because they've been so dark on it versus like when they first announced it, um, or teased it, whatever you want to call it. Um, maybe. I I, I don't know if would they show anything. Like anything, like gameplay wise, like because just because Bayonetta is kind of mature, <laughs> and you yeah. probably have a lot of little kids watching. Oh, I think you could definitely get away with showing some gameplay that isn't um, <laughs> out of control. Provocative. I mean, yeah. there's certainly parts of the games that you're not going to want to show off uh, to probably everybody, but um, plenty of parts of that game you could get away with. So, real, real quick, we don't need to go on a tangent on this, but with Bayonetta three, it's part of the what I consider like the platinum problem of them having way too many projects at a time. Um, yep. And I, I honestly think that was part of the reason why Microsoft and them cut off Scalebound. Um, obviously, I think they're both guilty of why that game ended up not coming to fruition, but I think Bayonetta 3 may be part of the platinum has way too many projects thing because, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, the a game we're going to be talking about, I guess we, we could hop into it next. Astro Chain is a platinum game as well, right? Yes, yes it is. Yeah, and that was the game that was shown off during uh, the uh, February direct, and it features robots and demons, and they're like, you're like cops that are tethered to these robots. Um, yeah. It it's it's a very much Japanese centric game. Uh, it's definitely platinum. Um, we don't know a whole lot other than you're tethered to these beasts. Uh, and these robots, and there was, I don't know if you guys remember the shot from the trailer that you're walking in, like, a downtown city, and it kind of looked like New York City-ish, with, like, giant billboards, I don't know if you guys remember that specific scene from the trailer, um, that intrigued me, because the first part we saw was them fighting, like, on an abandoned highway bridge or something, and I was like, oh, this is, like, typical, like, Japanese action game set pieces, and then we saw that city, and I was intrigued because it seemed like there was more to this game and there may be some really cool open environments for you to explore, like that city. Uh, mm -hmm. Where do you guys sit with your interest in Astral Chain? Uh, I, I consider this almost a lock for us to see more gameplay. Uh, I think this might be even more likely than Bayonetta 3. 
just because it seems like um, a smaller project and Bayonetta 3 seems like the type of thing they might want to show when it's closer to release because of the rabid uh, fan base for that franchise what do you guys think about Astral Chain? Uh, I'm actually pretty excited for it actually. Uh, I like the idea I liked what I saw back in February um, now when it comes to like a release date I see, you know, you put here August 30th, um, maybe push it back a little bit more. I'm feeling like a November release. Uh, well, that's the, that's the holiday. Sorry to interrupt you. That's the, the set release date for it. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, is November or August? August 30th is oh, a set I'm release idiot. date. Sorry. Okay. No problem. Well, <laughs> if that's the case, then awesome. Like I'm very excited that i thought it was i i actually didn't know that there was a release date maybe i missed that it wasn't announced so sorry to interrupt you again but during the research for this podcast uh, i was looking at all the announcements and all the games and then i would go and just like google them to see if there's any new information about like a release date or anything and i googled astral chain and it's like Mm -hmm. it's announced for an august 30th release date I was like, what? So I went to like all the official channels. No clue. It just, they gave away the release date. I don't know when it specifically happened, but like it's on their Wikipedia. It's on their official website that is coming out August 30th. They just didn't say anything. So hell yeah. I'm excited. Weird. (laughs) Yeah. Um, When I saw the release date, I was like, that's a lot sooner because we barely saw it in February. And like we've talked about with Platinum, Mm -hmm. they have a tendency to have games that could maybe disappear for a while because they're balancing so many projects with this it's like february to august release that's great right yeah good turnaround yeah 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 that is that is a really good turnaround one thing about platinum i'll say um i i don't know who's ever running them but like they they i think they really need to kind of chill um because they have so many projects and i want platinum to like succeed and i want them to put out the best possible game that they can put out you know like they're working on a lot of cool things that i'm very excited for yeah and interested in but like when you're kind of stretching everyone thin and you know just being very busy with all these multiple projects going around different teams that sort of thing i just can't even imagine like how stressful it probably is for them have you seen I... the Game of Thrones meme about Platinum Games? Sorry, no. Jordan. It's, uh, you know, the Targaryen thing of, like, every time a Targaryen is born, the gods flip a coin. Oh, yeah. There's a meme that's, like, every time Platinum develops a game and it releases, the gods flip a coin, which is really funny. Because, <laughs> like, they have really great games, but then they have games that kind of are hit or miss with a lot of people. This is a really funny meme. What were you saying, Jordan? I gotta say, I don't think I'll ever be able to get over the Legend of Korra game. Um, oh, I forgot they made that. Did they, just did they betray weak. you with that game? <laughs> just as weak as you po- could possibly make a game for such an incredible series. So, um, it's, and they've had games similar to that, you know, throughout where they are just hit or miss. And we've yeah. made the joke before that they're certainly not platinum level. You know, maybe yeah. gold or silver, but not platinum. Well, yeah. um, do you think so that's part of them balancing so many it. projects of like they focus so much Absolutely. on one and the other one hurts because of it, right? And it doesn't Absolutely. come out great or even close to that because they are balancing so many things. And yeah. I agree with you, Andrew. They need a, I think they need to restructure their management from the top down because it, it's yeah. crazy. Because I think like I don't want to stick too much on this, but I, I just think like in terms of 
how much people love your studio and like are excited for your games once you want to put out the best quality possible versus like yeah i i kind of feel like in terms of the legend of Korra game which i actually forgot that they made that the <laughs> they Nintendo would like you or, to yeah or whoever, <laughs> the north remembers yeah we, we have to forget that game i i feel like maybe you know someone who's like all right let's make a legend of Korra game and like platinum games like you know slowly raises their hand and they're like yeah sure we'll do it i guess you know like yeah. kind of feel pressured to do it and then they put out like this really half-assed you know like well i mean they did ninja turtles and transformers and those weren't half-assed but they i don't think they were you know yeah. fully there either i think they were better certainly yeah. better than Korra. but yeah i played uh, yeah. i played transformers uh but their ninja turtles game i i was so excited for their ninja turtles game and then it came out and everyone's just shitting on it and i was like well yeah, there's, there goes that. Like, there's no. The problem is that. they look like they almost got there too. Like these these licensed games that we're talking about specifically in the platinum uh, library are are close, but no dice. Yeah, yeah, which is even more frustrating. Uh, we talked about Tokyo RPG Factory earlier. Um, Oninaki is their next game. This was shown off at the. I don't remember which. Usually, I wrote the direct, so I don't remember where this one was. Uh, this is actually. Has a release date in Japan, uh, August twenty second. It's coming out in Japan. There's no uh, Western release date, and apparently, according to Tokyo RPG Factory, this isn't getting a physical release in the West either. So we're gonna eventually see it here, but it's yeah. gonna be digitally on probably the Nintendo eShop. Obviously, um, it looked cool. Has to do with like a spiritual, uh, like a spiritual connection to. I wouldn't necessarily the the underworld, but like. Um, what is it called? Like the spiritual realm? What's the name for that? That they, the, trying to think the of like the, down. the, the upside down, like the, I guess it's just called like the spiritual realm, like the ghost, like, uh, trying to think of like the, uh, the tropey name for it that people use. The astral plane. The astral plane. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Um, yeah. Uh, Tokyo RPG factory is one of those studios for me that their games look interesting, but they always release way too expensive for me. Uh, that's just a personal thing. I don't not necessarily that they're not worth it, but it's hard for no, me. I, I think you're totally correct. Yeah, it's just hard for me to commit sixty bucks when we live in a day and age when there's so many games coming out that like I wish I was made of money, but I'm not. So you got to make yeah. tough choices in terms what of what you choose. What other games did they put out? Uh, Tokyo RPG Factory made uh, I Am Setsuna. Oh, I and Am then, Setsuna like, the and Lost Sphere. Lost yeah, Sphere, yeah. and I think that. Jared, seeing this uh, trailer for is it Oninaki? Uh, Oninaki. Oni, Oninaki. Yeah. Um, I think it solidified the term RPG factory in my mind. I was like, okay, you guys are really serious about this. The second one, I was like, um, all right, we're going somewhere with this, maybe a little bit different. Um, but it just seems like. I don't want to say, like, mediocre or anything. They're certainly not mediocre games. Or I've only played Setsuna. Um, but it does seem like they are just kind of, like, pumping out these uh, sort of nostalgia-driven um, throwback-type games um, that aren't... It does not seem from the uh, response to their first two games that they're anywhere near the reverence of the games that they're kind of sort of trying to emulate or certainly yeah. paying tribute to yeah so that's what i 
am kind of uh, disappointed by after seeing their first couple games and now seeing the look of and feel of their third game because um, it's totally fine if you want to be like a tribute band or or a throwback band, but I want you to be at like hitting the heights of what you're you're uh, paying tribute to. You know, I think that's that's when it's really cool is when it's like you're not. Uh, bringing this stuff out during the golden age, but you still have something special, and I just haven't necessarily seen Shovel Knight. special from Yacht Club Games did that with Shovel Knight. Yeah, so it's, exactly. It's, no Where it's yet. like you're outside of your era, but you have something to add still to that bygone time. Exactly, and you can convoke like uh, the nostalgia of it as well. So it's it's a whole package. Sure. Um, sure. Let's talk about something that hopefully will set our expectations high and will deliver on something of a bygone age. Link's Awakening Remake. So this was announced mm. earlier this year, set for 2019. My assumption has always been like a December-ish release date. Uh, wh- should we anticipate a November-December release date? Do you think this happens later in the year? Do you think this happens earlier? Um, I- I'm personally excited. I've never played the original Link's Awakening, so I can't wait to dive in. I think it looks really cool. Um, I... I- I love whenever we have the ability to play these older games but they're brought into the modern age with a little bit more uh, polish, you know, uh, and, like, quality of life adjustments. I'm very excited. I don't know if you guys are. What do you guys expect in terms of release? Um, yeah, I can definitely see that November release day. I, I got to be honest with you. For some reason, November is, like, always my favorite time for when <laughs> games come out just because yeah. it's kind of like a smorgasbord of, like, so much stuff that I'm very excited for that's finally coming out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can definitely feel that that uh, November, maybe early December release date, kind of in time for the holidays. You know, I see here that you know maybe there's a switch bundle, you know, like something like that, just to kind of move some more units and make sure that people are, you know, getting a, a switch in their hand uh, before the holiday or for the holiday. Um, but yeah, I, I'm actually very excited for this game. I played the OG Link's Awakening on my 3DS because uh, they had, like, you know, the virtual console games on there. Uh, and I played that probably a couple of years ago. So I, this game is very fresh in my, my mind. And so the fact that when they showed that, like, and they actually had gameplay, I was kind of losing my shit just because <laughs> it was just so, it was so fresh. But it also, like, it looks so pretty. Like <laughs> that game looks really pretty, um, and I love the art style. Uh, so yeah, yeah I, I I'm very pumped for this game, and I really do hope that you know this year's E3 with Nintendo that we do get like a set release date, just something to be excited for. You know what it, I mean? To that point, I hope we don't even see much more. I don't need to see more of this game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I don't need to see any more actually, because they did such a good job of showing us gameplay in that first trailer. Um, I guess one, a cool thing that they could do is show maybe a comparison to the original game. Obviously, we've gotten YouTube videos since the release, but I just don't want them to, like, have a, an extended gameplay trailer, um, you know, extended for Nintendo, so maybe a couple of minutes. But uh, I just don't want to see any more of this game because I haven't played the original, so I do want it to be a refreshing experience that I've never seen before. You know, I don't want to go in with all these images from all the gameplay because if memory serves me correct, it's not, from what I've read, it's not, like, a super long game. Obviously, it's not, like, short by any means, but it's not, like, an extended, like, adventure. So I just kind of want to save all of that for when I start up the game on my Switch. Um, sure. Jordan, what do you expect? Mm. Um, well, I just wanted to say that 
uh, as far as the art style, this really reminds me of, um, I'm trying to remember what the name of it is called, but it's like when they do live action shots of like, let's say a town and then they make it look like they're like, uh, model figures or, Oh, what is that um, called? Uh, you know what I'm saying? What is that photography called? Uh, yeah, it's 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 a style of like, you know, filtering your lens or something. Um, oh, but that's what this game reminds me of. Perspective um, photography? No, that's not what it's called, is it? There's like an actual name for it. It kind of has. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But Tilt I, shift. I yeah. Yeah. Yes. And yes. it looks really, really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, so what what what's it called? Uh, Octopath Traveler kind of did the same thing. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, with their uh, depth of field yeah. uh, blur. Yeah. 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 So um, I really appreciate that uh, being kind of a kind of like a burgeoning thing in games uh, art styles right now because um, it is gorgeous when you do that. It reminds me of like uh, I really like when people use the frosted glass look. Um, like if, uh, things kind of like go out of focus, if you like bring up a menu or whatever. Mm, um, so, yeah. um, I, am just appreciating these art styles, I guess. But, um, yeah, definitely, um, also noticing that really this generation, um, remakes have become a thing like from the ground up remakes. And that's really exciting because I don't think we were really getting those. We were certainly getting remasters. Um, but that's what really excites me about this in particular. Well, like mm-hmm. Crash and Spire Manor look magnificent. You know, you can have right. your complaints about yeah. Crash's gameplay if you weren't a fan of it, but you can't deny that the game looks beautiful in comparison to the right. originals. Right. Um, yeah. And we obviously have you know very successful um, examples to look at. Resident Evil Two, for example. Yep, you know. good point. Uh, game we started talking about at the beginning of the show. Uh, also, yeah. for those listening, uh, do yourself a favor and go Google Tilt Shift Photography. There's some really cool stuff. Uh, tilt Shift. I was looking through it now as we, I was trying to look up. The, I literally Googled, what's the photography where big things look small? <laughs> it popped up. <laughs> I couldn't think of how to search it and it worked. Uh, uh, bless you, funny. Google. Uh, next up. So we got the announcement that we're having the Pokemon Direct on June 5th. Uh, we're obviously pre-recording this. So you'll hear about this podcast before uh, the Pokemon Direct. Um you know, we I talked about this earlier. Pokemon's never a, a game franchise that relies on Nintendo. They kind of do their own thing, and Nintendo's lucky enough to be partnered with them, right? Pokemon's so huge. Um, obviously, it's not going to be the centerpiece of their Direct. You highly doubt because they're having their own thing. Um, I asked here, do you think it'll still be a centerpiece? I think that's kind of a dumb question. I think we all assume that it won't be. Uh, we'll s- still see it during the Direct. Um I guess, what, to what extent do you guys think we'll see Pokemon Sword and Shield during the Direct? Do you think it'll be like, hey, we recently had a Direct you know, specified on it. If you want to see more gameplay, tune into Treehouse. Or do you think there may be uh, something in, that's left out of the d- specific Direct that they show in the Nintendo Direct? Maybe like the Legendary for the game or like a tease at something. To what extent do you guys think we see Sword and Shield during the Nintendo Direct? That, yeah, that's hard just because, like, they're getting their own direct. Um, so yeah. it's kind of like, what, what, do you, what do you leave in? What do you take out, save for E3, that sort of thing? Um, yeah, I, I, I honestly don't really know. <laughs> it's hard. 
Yeah. I think we'll just get a quick, um, solid trailer, a couple minutes or whatever, but um, a deeper dive probably later on. I don't know. It already had its own direct, right? So. Well, yeah, it's having its... It had a, an announcement direct, but then it's having its... What we assume is the blow-up on June 5th. It's supposed to be at least 15 minutes, and 15 minutes of Pokemon is a lot. Like, you're like, oh, that's a short time span. You're only focusing on a Pokemon so this game. this is going to be before. Yep. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, then I guess we'll just get a trailer kind of um, supporting yeah. that then. Andrew's panted 15-second Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The 15-second, like, oh, hey, we showed this last week, but don't forget, like, <laughs> it's coming out later this year. Uh, some lingering questions for us before we hop into the rapid fire questions and close out the show. This is just, I, I, I think this is a zero, maybe even a negative 10% chance of happening. But I figured I'd offer up the opportunity offer up the opportunity for you guys to answer this. Is there any chance we see a glimpse at a new 2D Mario considering Mario Maker 2 is coming out? No chance, right? Not a um, chance in hell. I, I would love that, but more than likely not, yeah. Yeah, that seems nah. like something they do at a direct in like September or something. What's the point, right? If you have Super Mario Maker Two coming out, what's the point of showing a different two D Mario? It makes absolutely no sense. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, I just figured I'd ask it. I know it was a you know negative ten percent chance, but you never know. Somebody might be crazy enough to be like, "Well, I got an idea." Like it sound like a prospector. Uh, next up, if you guys don't remember, Retro Studios was rumored to be working on a Star Fox racing game called Star Fox Grand Prix. Um, they recently took over the Metroid uh, title, Metroid Prime 4, and people are still wondering if they're the game they've been working on for all these years since the release of Tropical Freeze, because the port wasn't handled by them, it was handled by a porting studio. Uh, if they had finished that project and it's set to release and then they were able to move over, or you know, a majority of their staff moved over to Metroid as they were finishing up this next this last project. Could also be that that project got scrapped, right? There's plenty of times studios work on things for years and then they just scrap it because it wasn't meeting their vision uh do you guys think we'll see i guess it's a two-part question do you guys think we'll see retro studios game they were working on before moving over to metroid prime 4 and two do you think it's Star Fox grand prix uh man that's tough i feel like the Star Fox grand prix just seems like such a long shot it's um, a long Jared, shot. i'm gonna say it's yes and shot. yes yes and yes for me, I go yes and no, uh, just because I I want to play Retro's next game and I have zero interest in racing games or Star Fox, so it's a yeah. combination what? of two things. I you don't, don't like kart like. racers though. Uh, I like kart racers, but they're games I usually get like on discount. I never really buy them at launch. You know, I'm just not a huge racing game. I mean, guy. I don't think there's any way this will be as good as Mario Kart, but oh, that's dude, like I could yeah. dig. I could dig on some Star Fox GT. I just am not a huge Star Fox guy. The thing to me is like Grand it Prix, screams I mean. it screams like a franchise that if it was done in a maybe an RPG or an action adventure or like a third person shooter type of gameplay, I'd be super into it because I do find the Like Star Fox Adventures? Yeah, I do find the the lore of the world interesting, <laughs> right? The I've talked about how much I love anthropomorphic animals and stuff. It's just like the flight same type games it's like mm, no thank you it just doesn't do anything for me yeah. and this is rumored to be in the style of like uh what's the other the the fast racing game for nintendo jesus christ my mind's failing me uh captain falcon stars in it what is it oh, called f-zero f-zero it's yeah. supposed to be an f-zero-esque type of racing game so who knows 
Uh, Andrew, we didn't get your answer to the two. Yes, yes, no, uh, no. Yes, no. I'd say yes, no, like you. Okay. We're dreaming. We're dreaming. Hopefully we see Retro's game. Uh, this is a game that people forgot about. Pikmin 4. If uh, you don't remember, Miyamoto, Miyamoto said in 2015 uh, that this game was almost done. <laughs> and we haven't seen it ever, uh, which is really weird. That is uh, very weird, yeah. Do you think maybe this is a product of them switching over to focusing on Switch? Maybe they had to like retool it because people forget how closely tied a lot of the Wii U games were to the gamepad and maybe Pikmin 4 was one of those games that was like entirely predicated on the use of the Wii U gamepad so instead of a game like uh, Tropical Freeze right or a Captain Toad where it didn't really rely on the gamepad that much and you can port it over a lot easier maybe this is a game that was built from the ground up for the Wii U right to work with the gamepad and they completely had to scrap and start over with it or at least retool it you know Mm -hmm. I don't know, that's my only explanation I can have for uh, Miyamoto, of all people, saying, yeah, that game's almost done, and then four years later we haven't heard a peep, you know? I don't know, what do you guys think happened? Maybe they ran into some development issues and they just don't the want to talk about it, or, yeah, the switch happened and... The switch happened, I think. Yeah. The switch and ink. Yeah, it's very weird. Uh, the switching. The switching. That's one of those games that I could see popping out of nowhere for this direct. You know, like Pikmin Four. Um, it wouldn't shock me too much, but it's just weird yeah. that we got that announcement from Miyamoto and it just hasn't happened. Uh, yeah. Lastly, before we hit rapid fire questions, there have been talks of the new Nintendo Switch hardware, right? We've heard about a more uh, streamlined, mobile-focused version, cheaper for people. Um, to hop in, we've heard about a beefier, pro-style, hardcore Beefy. gamer version. Um, we, you know, Nintendo CEO basically said, we're not talking about hardware at this Direct. Though that is the case, and it may be true, last year before E3, they said, we'll only be talking about 2019 games, or 2018 games, sorry. And they're, almost half of the announcements were for games that were releasing after 2018. They did that the year prior, too, where they were like, we're only going to be talking about 2017 games. And then they t they had, uh, the, what's his name, uh, the head of uh, Poke the Pokemon company come out and be like, we're working on two Pokemon titles in the future. So they have a tendency to say things aren't happening, and they do happen during their E3 yeah. directs. I doubt we see the Pro one. If we see any of them, I'd assume it's the more streamlined, cheaper one. Nintendo has talked yeah. about sales on the Switch slowing down a little bit, though they are selling more than either the PS4 or Xbox One, thanks in large part to the console generation coming to a close, and those two kind of reaching saturation at this point uh, in the market. I guess this is also a two-part question. One, do you think we do see Switch hardware? And two, do you think it's the cheaper SKU, the beefier SKU, or both of them? What do you guys say? Beefier skew. Man, I want that beefy skew, Jared. Give me a taste of that beefy skew. <laughs> that hearty beefy skew, yeah. No, I think it'll be the uh, the string bean, if anything, but probably not either. The string bean, yeah. if anything. Yeah. Andrew? Yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure. I've, I've, I want to see both of them. I want to see, like, maybe a tease and, you know, ha I feel like, if anything, it would probably be the cheaper one, uh, just to kind of you know, for anyone that's been kind of on the fence about purchasing one because of price, uh, them knowing that there's a cheaper option might push them, you know, to 
to to get ready to purchase like this cheaper one yeah. you know you know what it could be too that could be the part of the presentation where they do talk about pokemon for a little bit because you it, nintendo's shown that they like to release new hardware near pokemon releases because those games sell extremely well and they push consoles so it makes sense yeah. for them to launch the cheaper model that's aimed for kids and for people with households where they can have multiple switches to have it released somewhere near Pokemon Sword and Shield, right? So I wouldn't be surprised mm -hmm. if during the presentation they're like, Pokemon Sword and Shield, you saw some stuff at the Direct, here's a little bit more. Oh, and if you're planning on getting it, look what else you can pick up this fall. And then they show off the cheaper model, right? I'm with you guys. I think there's like negative 15% chance of the beefy skew, the hot steam and beefy skew. But I do think there's yeah. some chance for the string bean, lean mean, uh, switch skew. Uh, yeah. let's, let's yeah. hop. I thought you were going to say something. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just, I want that Pokemon sword and shield. That's the beefy skew. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I'm sure that maybe not I'm for sure this that title. it will push a lot of consoles. Like you said, but uh, I'm ready. My body, my body is ready. <laughs> my body is ready. Uh, so let's hop into some rapid fire <laughs> questions. I'm going to be aiming these at each of you individually and, uh, we'll come out with some answers. I guess we'll start with uh, you, Jordan. Madden has yet to show up on the Nintendo Switch. We've seen FIFA come over, but we haven't seen Madden yet. They haven't announced the specific platforms, though obviously we know it's coming to uh, PC, Xbox One, and PS4. What are the chances that Madden finally comes to the Nintendo Switch in 2019? It's a long shot. <laughs> it's a long shot. Um... No, I just I had to do that little ditty since you referenced it earlier, Jared. But I actually think what you're gonna get. Are you ready for this? Madden All Play, twenty twenty. The so from the early reveals of Madden twenty, it's actually aiming to do a lot of uh, stuff with the uh, RPG systems in the franchise mode. And there's a lot of stuff going on there. Mm. Normally, when Madden comes to Nintendo consoles, they tend to be very stripped down, basic yeah, level versions. Sound like a Nintendo thing. Exactly. RPG, adding RPG stuff into Madden sounds like some arithmetic that Nintendo ain't too keen on. If you understand my meaning. Man, I loved playing Madden on the on the PSP and NCAA football, but boy, those games were yes. not, not great. They were good for like the PSP. Don't get me wrong. But they were definitely not the experience you were getting on the consoles, you know. It was very Did apparent. Did I tell you about biting my PSP, Jared? Yeah, you've told me. <laughs> We've had that story. I told you about biting my PSP <laughs> yes. for NCAA, right? <laughs> so funny. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, Xbox. We've seen this flirtation between Nintendo and Xbox. What are the chances we see Xbox in any form during the Direct? Whether that be Ori coming to the system, whether that be Xbox Game Pass... Whether that be Banjo announces a second DLC character, what do you think the chances are? Uh, I feel like there's a 50-50% chance there that we get some more of that like relationship tease that's been kind of going on with them. Um, maybe, maybe it is centered around Ori, just because that's another title I think that would work really, really well on the Switch. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I think that's there's a 50-50% chance there that we see something from Xbox. Nice. Uh, Jordan, this is something we've talked about. PlayStation needs to get a design lab, right? Just like Xbox has with the controllers. Such a great idea for oh. the consumer. 
Do you think there's any chance, I can't even get through this question without laughing, that we get a Joy-Con <laughs> design lab? Absolutely zilch, <laughs> yep. dude. Are you kidding me? That would be too much money for Nintendo. Nintendo doesn't like making too much money. They just want to make exactly the amount of money that they want to make and no more. Because, dude, shit like that would be bonkers, Jared. Can you imagine? The thing is, is... You know, it's been done unofficially with just the customs that people make. Um, but unfortunately, Joy-Cons are already expensive as fuck. So when you try to get a custom one made from somebody on Etsy or whatever, it's just out of it's control. Really you expensive. A single Joy-Con, which is half of a controller. So <laughs> yeah, this could be awesome if Nintendo did that. But unfortunately, I think there is zero chance that that like, will happen. Man, they could. It doesn't even need to be colors. They can offer up a SNES and a NES version, and it's like those things will sell like hotcakes. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't I make any goddamn sense. When, so fast. when the Switch was coming out, and there was the mock-up of the uh, classic, all the past Nintendo consoles having their own version of the Joy Cons. It's like. Stuff like this, you know, the Pokeball stuff that you sent the other day, Jared. It's like, why? <laughs> I mean, there's a couple ones like that, right? Like, there's a uh, Let's Go... Ooh, those ones uh, are ugly, though. Yeah, but they have, like, a little... Uh, they have colors and then, like, a little Pikachu or whatever on them. Yeah, they're, like, and yellow and, like, there's... diarrhea brown. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a, a Zelda one kind of like that with maybe a Triforce or something but Ooh. it's it's few and far between obviously and it's not um, and yeah most of them really aren't great so I wish it was a thing we still need to get to predictions and we're running a little long so let's get to these at a reasonable pace uh, Andrew there's yet to be a card game on the Switch do you think we see a chance of either Elder Scrolls Legends or Magic the Gathering Arena ported to the Switch this year MTG. Um, maybe. Uh, now, when you say card game, do you mean like, like a like a very like this this like a Dungeons and Dragons? Like uh, collectible very... card games so like Hearthstone, Elder Scrolls Legends, Magic the Gathering okay. Arena. Yeah. Okay. Because I thought maybe you were talking about maybe like Slay the Spire or like Steam World Quest because those are technically card games. I guess yeah, I'm saying. thinking more of like a like a collectible card game. What you'd envision a traditional ish type card game would be. Um. I would love to have something like Hearthstone on the Switch, um, but do I think that the the they'll get it on there or something like that? Um, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> hey, being work, honest, man, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, especially with the online infrastructure, boy. Uh, Jordan, Earthbound yeah. slash Mother. Does Nintendo finally oh. pull the trigger on Mother Three US or a sequel? Jared, the theme with me on these E3 shows in this year of our Lord 2019 is willing things into existence. Our Lord being Xeno, of course, by the way. Therefore, the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> Rapid fire. Uh, Andrew, F-Zero, uh, two-parter real quick. Do you think we'll see it? And two, uh, if retro Star Fox game exists and it's true, does that mean there's zero chance of F-Zero making a return this year? Um, yeah, this is interesting. I, I, I don't think we'll see it, uh, now in terms of like the Star Fox retro game, I don't even think that'll be a racing game. I'll think that, I think that's actually going to be a full fledged, like Star Fox, Star Fox game, if anything. Ooh. Okay. Um, yeah. Grand uh, Jordan, new Donkey Kong game. Obviously last year we had the port of Tropical Freeze. Is there any chance we see a Donkey Kong game? 
uh, either by Retro, maybe the Star Fox rumor was false, or by a different studio working on Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong Tropical Meltdown coming to a theater near you. <laughs> so is that let's, it? Do, let's do it, man. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, yes. I guess I'll skip the Professor Layton one because there is technically the one with his daughter, so it doesn't really... Uh, yeah. I guess we'll end with this, uh, Andrew. Wind Waker or Twilight Princess HD? Do we see these ports? God damn it. Uh, man, I, I really, really wish. Uh, we will would. it I, to exist? I don't think we will. Um, I'm not high on Twilight Princess, but I'm very high on Wind Waker. So if that thing were to come to Switch, I would probably lose my, my shit. So. That's the one Here's I want Here's what's too. important <laughs> about that. It's one of the last major uh Wii U exclusives that we haven't gotten brought over. Yeah. yeah. But I totally think it's I think it's possible that it could be. I think it's more possible that we get Wind Waker than we do get Twilight Princess. God, I but. hope that's true cuz I don't want Twilight Princess. Nothing against it. Just, just give me the pack. <laughs> uh let's hop into predictions now. The way they work is we're going to go around telling a prediction at a time. Round Each of us have three. Robin. Dom isn't with us, so I'm going to be giving his as well. And then at the end we're going to give our dream our dream prediction. Pie in the sky announcement. Okay, so I guess I'll start. My first prediction. I'm going to say Bayonetta 3 isn't shown. Uh, we don't see any gameplay, and it's not even mentioned at all. So Bayonetta 3 is a no-go at the show this year. We don't see a lick of it. Nothing. Zilch. I'll even Damn. go as far to say as when they show Nintendo, uh, when they show Super, Mar- uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate gameplay for the new DLC character or whatever they show for Smash Ultimate, we won't even see Bayonetta being played in those gameplay uh, videos either. Fuck! We won't see Bayonetta at all. At all. Uh, you doing my girl <laughs> dirty, Jared? Uh, Jordan, what's your first prediction? Yeah, so I got to build right off of that. And I'm also going to add something in just because of something that you said. So not only are we going to get Bayonetta 3 gameplay, Jared. Not only, Jared, are we going to get Bayonetta 3 release date. Not only do I have this little bonus piece to my bet that we're getting a special costume announcement. Now, I'm also going to say... Another Bayonetta character is going to be added to Smash Bros. Jesus. We're not at the dream section yet. Jordan, I'm just going to say Yeah, that's no, cool. No, I've got dreams, baby. I've got <laughs> dreams. Uh, yeah, so we're opposing each other in our predictions. I like that. Uh, so let me... I should probably like kind of clarify this. We're getting a Bayonetta 3 release date. That is my prediction. Okay. And... What do we have a bonus point system? I I forget. Uh, no, not necessarily. No. Okay, so I'll just say this for my own benefit. They're gonna announce some kind of special costume for Bayonetta, and then during the Smash Brothers time, I think we're gonna get fuck. What is the other girl's name from Bayonetta? Um, her like kind of sister thing, thing. <laughs> um, but I think it's gonna be her. Interesting. Maybe it's. Maybe it's somebody from Bayonetta 2 that I haven't played yet. I'll just say we're getting a Bayonetta character besides Bayonetta in Smash Bros. Ultimate. Andrew, what's your first prediction? Um, I'm going against what I said earlier, but no new Switch reveal. Like okay. nothing at all like whatsoever. Mm. I, they focus on the games this year. And we see the zilch, nada. 
Zilch. Like Zilch. it has its own direct. Like they'll they'll talk about it, but it's gonna have like its own direct so that they can go and do it deeper. Got it. Uh, yeah. Dom's first prediction: uh, the first SNES game will be coming to a Nintendo Online subscription, and he says it'll be Super Mario World. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a solid prediction. My second prediction: um, I'll say we'll see the next Smash DLC character, whether that's teased or full-on reveal. But I'll specifically say we'll know that it's from a Western dev publisher. Mm. So it'll be a Western character. It won't be a won't be a Japanese character. Uh, Jordan, your second prediction. Okay. Jared, what did I say about willing things into existence? We are going to get. I haven't given up on it. We're getting Persona Five. <laughs> on the Switch, and I'm not talking some bullshit uh, Dynasty Warriors fucking spinoff. I'm talking about the real deal, man. Persona 5. It's coming to the Switch. Is, uh, Maybe this... not Royal. Maybe not Royal, but we're getting Persona 5 on the Switch. Full game. Man, I hope. We'll see. Hopefully. Uh, Andrew, hit us with your second prediction. Um, This is kind of going off Dom's prediction, but yes, SNES games coming to, uh, what's it called? The arcade on Switch. Uh, But it's not just one game, it's three games. So it's Super Mario World, it's Super Metroid, and then it's um, A Link to the Past. Ooh, damn, that's a a good triple... to the past. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Dom's second prediction. He says... Luigi's Mansion 3, October release date given, no specific date, but they will talk about the multiplayer mode. That'll be in the game. Multiplayer mode? Yeah. Sucking down other people's ghosts, huh? (laughs) Sucking them down. Uh, My last prediction here. I will say... uh, Let's see here. I will say Link's Awakening gets a December... Uh, I'll, I'll make it more specific. Let's see. I'm looking at December real quick. See what's a good release date. I'll say Link's Awakening gets a December... F- uh, what day do Switch games come out? Tuesday, right? They come out like a weird day. Friday. Friday. I, okay. It's definitely... Nintendo is a Friday release company. Okay, then I'll say it comes out... They, in fact, I think pioneered to where we get like God of War and Sony games now. I'll give a specific release date so it's a little bit more daring. Link's Awakening comes out December 6th. Gets a December 6th release date. Is that it? Uh, so is it, what day is that? Friday. Day of the week? Okay. Your last prediction, so, Jordan. My last prediction. You know, a lot of people think that uh, we kind of... They kind of like to say that Nintendo blew their load at the in the la- first couple years of the Switch with their franchises, right? But, I don't know, man. I still think, from all the games we fucking talked about, just like Nintendo-owned franchises, I think, is crazy. Of Even stuff we're just discussing coming out this year on the Switch. So, I think that at some point, at probably at the end of this Direct, I don't think it's going to be anything huge. I think we're going to get a little teaser. But you're just going to hear, vroom, vroom, and you're going to see that checkered flag, baby. Mario <laughs> Getting that MK9, baby. Not talking Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Uh, Andrew, hit us with your last prediction. 
Uh, I guess you could kind of put this in the realm of dream, but uh, like like we always like we've been saying, let's will it into existence. Uh, Samus Returns comes to Switch. Ooh, nice. I don't think that's a I don't think that's a crazy dream. I think it's still in the realm of possibility. I, I would give yeah. that to you. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll see, man. Hopefully. I really hope. Uh, let's see. Dom's last prediction. This uh, this I think is more of a dream than what you just said. Dom says that the next Smash Bros. character will be an Xbox character, and he thinks it's Master Chief. So we'll see Master Chief making his way over to uh, Smash right. Bros. Ultimate. John 117. Uh, let's get to our dreams real quick. Uh, let's see here. My dream. We get the announcement of Pokemon Snap 2. Coming in 2020. Not coming this year. But it gets revealed. That's my dream. So kind of like, because they just announced a bunch of like random side Pokemon stuff. A bunch like of mobile, random crap, yeah. Games. Fucking Pokemon Sleep. What are you talking about? <laughs> but uh, um, so it seems like they're getting back into the swing of things with like Pokemon spinoffs. I think you may not be far out, too far out on that one. I hope, man. It'd be great on the Switch. Uh, Jordan, what's your dream? So, Jared, you know... I'm sure you could have guessed this before I even say it, but my dream is for John Bernthal to come out in person and present the next Kingdom Hearts spinoff game exclusive to Switch. This is a roast of Dom, by the way, Andrews, you know. <laughs> a continuing yeah, forever joke. roast, apparently. Yeah. Um, but basically, we're getting a Kingdom Hearts spinoff. I know it's... Not, well, okay. We gotta get this DLC for... Kingdom Hearts 3 out the door. Do we? But I think... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Do we? Yeah, exactly. It's like, Jesus Christ, what what can you say about Kingdom Hearts 3? But I think we're farther, just far enough away, you know, Square Enix loves their spinoffs and having plenty of games in development at once, so I don't think it's too far-fetched to imagine them already announcing uh, the next spinoff game in the series. And since... Switch didn't get three. I think it's perfectly viable that they would get uh, the next spinoff game because that's kind of been a thing um, on 3DS. There's been multiple games. So yeah. Nice. Andrew, what's your dream? Uh, the new retro game is a fully-fledged like Star Fox, Star Fox game that comes out next year. Ooh, Or cool. is aiming to get out next year. Nice. Do we see logo? This doesn't have to be part of your prediction. Do we see logo, uh, a little bit of gameplay, or a CG trailer? Like, what do you think we'll see? Uh, so it's going to be like, it's, it'll be a shot of space. Got it. And you'll see like this thing flying towards you, and it's coming right at you, and then right before it hits the screen, it barrel rolls off the screen. And Ratchet it says, and Clank <laughs> on the Nintendo Switch. And it says Star Fox like Switch or something like that. Or it just says like Star Fox and then like 2020 or so, something. So um, this is not Grand Prix? This is not a racing game. Okay. Yeah. This is totally totally... This is Star like, Fox, yeah. This is the anti-Jared so, yeah, I guess this would be like <laughs> the anti-Jared game. This would be more, something more akin to like Super Mario Odyssey is for that franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll finish with Dom's prediction here before we close out. Dom says they will announce an Ocarina of Time remake. Uh, oh not a gosh. date or anything, just a tease, just like a logo or something. But 
Uh, yeah, remake. I just feel bad asking them for that because they just made two amazing remakes on the 3DS of Ocarina and Majora's. Hey, you got to keep so. asking. Nintendo doesn't give us what we want. We got to keep asking. Um, <laughs> that's it for this uh, podcast. Andrew, can you please let the people know where they can find you? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Papa Drew Bear. Uh, hmm. I do a comic book podcast every week with my co-host John Bernardo. Uh, you can find that on Twitter at PanelPod. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, pretty much anywhere where podcasts are. Just it's panel to panel, um, and there's like a subtitle, a comic book podcast. Um, but yeah, you can uh, tweet at me, whatever. Talk about video games, comic books, movies, anything. I'm always down. Hell yeah! Thank you for joining us. Uh, I want to yeah. have you back on the podcast uh, again this year. First time joining us for E3. Hopefully, we can have you back next year as well. Thank yeah. you guys for listening to this pre-E3 Nintendo Predictions podcast. We have one for all of the conferences, minus Square Enix, just because we couldn't find anybody that was interested enough. Uh, that was before we knew Avengers was going to be there. I'm pretty sure people might have wanted to talk about <laughs> Avengers. Uh, but yeah, they'll be rolling out throughout the week. You'll hear uh, those other podcasts around the time this one goes up. And enjoy E3. Hopefully all our dreams come true. See you guys next time.